Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Weekly Exchange. This week in Forex and Strategy Game News, we have updates on Planetfall, Endless Space 2, ISG, Stellaris, and much, much more. Nate and Troy. Hey, Troy. Welcome to the show. Hey, Nate. It's good to be here. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm glad it's the weekend. How about yourself? Yeah, uh, I earned this one. Um, hmm. Work is not as tough this week as it was last week, like I oh, was nice. saying on uh, last week's podcast. So uh, it was much more manageable. And so like, I've got a bit more energy for this show, although I think it'll probably end up being kind of a shorter show since... Uh, well. It- it's August, you know. Usually, August doesn't pick up until sometime after GamesCon. Yeah, which is going to be around. I think it's going to be right around the time that the show gets posted. So I have a feeling next week's show is going to be very busy. Yeah, that's a very good point. Very I'm expecting point. a lot of announcements, and since GamesCon is in Europe, uh, a lot of uh, European companies that like medium-level publishers or not publishers, uh, studios that don't make it out to the U.S. for our various cons, you know, packs and whatnot, are going to be introducing games. Like a couple of years, uh, I think I think Endless Legend was debuted in GamesCon, like in 14. I'm not sure, but yeah, like things like that. So I'm expecting a lot of interesting announcements in the next week. All right. Well, let's kick off the news then with a small update from Age of Wonders Planetfall. This mm-hmm. is one of the p- patches just trying to get things fixed up, and they're calling it um, Velociraptor 2. And this is for PC. If you're playing uh, Age of Wonders Planetfall on console, Velociraptor 1 and 2 are going to be released at the same time, and that's in uh, quality assurance right now. So anyhow, here's what's going on with the second post-launch patch. Uh they're adding in an option to set a max number of autosaves stored on your machine. So you'll be able to set it between 1 and 100. Uh, the default will be 25. So in addition to that, they're doing a lot of bug fixes and things like that. They're going to change some of the gameplay. So uh, the Divar Foreman will now be healing units on the world map each turn. Uh, monitoring stations are going to be a whole lot easier to see. Uh, the void tech hazard isn't going to affect void tech modded units. So, um, 
Age of Wonders Planetfall has it. So you, th- these aren't like mods you get for the game. These are like in-game. You can mod your units and add extra things to them and take even like a level or a tier one unit and upgrade them later in the game with these mods to make them uh, still useful to you. Uh, the Wraith tank's going to have to select an empty hex in order to use its Wraith Drive ability. They're also doing some fix-ups to the campaign to make it run more smoothly. And a few other fixes for multiplayer and like you know some corrections to uh, the text and a bit of um, oh some proofreading things like that things like that. So anyway, just a small update from Planetfall this week, cleaning up uh, a little bit of the dust from launch, and that's it from Triumph of uh, catching up, cleaning up. And nice little updates. We had one from Amplitude for Endless Space 2. And this is, uh, they had announced that they're going, so again, I'm guessing that this might be revealed at Gamescon or after Gamescon, what their next DLC is going to be. But in the meantime, well, they gave us a little hint, but I mean, like the specifics. But in the meantime, they released an update, 1.4.21, which is a balance pass post the Hisho release and it includes fixes it includes uh balancing to combat to the governments and the laws thus production and inflation influence production and then it tackles the Hisho so um the Hisho were very powerful and they've been tweaked a little bit to make them more fair because usually when any company any you know, studio releases a DLC, whatever faction is the DLC is the de facto most powerful faction and everybody else falls by the wayside. Well, they did a little balance pass to make it a little bit more fair. Now, usually I don't want my game to be perfectly balanced because then it's not as interesting, but the history were really powerful. So there's, it's, it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit of a pass on the history, but the big thing that I've been wanting for a long time is on the behemoths. Those are the new ship classes that were introduced, and more specifically, the obliterator, which is the offensive one, and that one was just way too powerful. And they've uh, toned it down a bit, and I appreciate it because in, in any game I played, it was a race to see who gets the obliterator first, and usually that was kind of like... This, by that point, if you got an obliterator and you were steamrolling... The game is just, you know, practically just cleaning up the board. So you're rolling everybody, and uh, I don't know. I I don't enjoy that part of the game. I like when there's challenge. I like when there's more to it than just, you know, mopping the, you know, the galaxy of all living creatures with nothing to fight back. You know, it's not as much fun. That's why, I mean, I know I'm not alone in this because there are a lot of people that never play. If you break a 4X game into parts, usually it's three or four parts. And the third part or the f- fourth part, depending how you want to break it down, that's the mop-up phase. And most people never even play through it. They quit long before they get to it because it's a foregone conclusion as to who's going to be the winner. So different games try to handle it in various ways. That's why you have in Stellaris, you have like the mid-game and the end-game crises. You had something like that in Master of Ryan Conquer the Stars. In Endless Space 2, you don't quite have that. And that's, I think, what the behemoths were about. But usually you get them much earlier than that so you're in a mop-up phase like two-thirds of the way in or three-quarters of the way in so they're handling it so that's that's really good and that's the first bit now the second bit is an address from romaine who is the goes under the handle of space troll he is the ceo of amplitude and president 
you know, whatever his title is. And he hasn't really addressed the community in a while. And just he's like a big thank you to everybody for supporting Endless Space 2, you know, and um, gives an update on what they've been doing with the ideas. So if you go on their website, their Games Together website, that one of the tabs there is ideas, and people were posting ideas, like, for, you know, for their various games, Endless Legend, Endless Space 2. Some people would do it for Dungeon of the Endless and whatnot. So they actually, no, I don't think you have ideas for Dungeon of the Endless, but you definitely had it for Endless Space 2. And what people would do with that is, like, oh, it would be awesome if we could do this and we could do that. And then the various developers would look at it and either add it to a roadmap as, oh, this is something that we can do, or this is something that we thought about, maybe in DLC, or it's just too many big changes. It's This would have to be in another game. We couldn't do it for Endless Space 2. So he updated it, and he's talking about what they've been doing with some of the suggestions and what they're going to do moving forward. So it's really cool. And I mean, I like this personally. I really like having this interaction with the developers because, and I don't mean that as Explorminate. I mean that generally just as a person who's playing their games, having an ability to talk to the developers and tell them, hey, I like this, I don't like that, here's why, and where it doesn't become vitriolic and it doesn't become, you know, just 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 a session where you just unload on them for whatever reason and you have this back and forth two-way thing. That's kind of what Explorminate is about. But, you know, assuming this has nothing to do with Explorminate and just talking as a fan with the developers, I love having that because the more you look out there, the less of it there is. You you have a lot of opportunities to interact, but it's usually a one-way street. We're kind of shouting into the void, and we don't know if any of our ideas are being heard or if any of our thoughts and our that like we thought of a very good mechanic that will improve the game and if anybody actually cares about it you know am i wasting my time here you know daydreaming about this and that and here's an opportunity to get the feedback so it's really cool we'll have a link in our notes so definitely check it out i mean you you know what i'm talking about right troy yeah definitely um i always love it myself when companies listen to the fans and try to incorporate their feedback so Amplitude's terrific about that. They really are. They've always had a concerted effort to do it ever since they really got started. Absolutely, absolutely. So next we're going to just introduce you uh, to a game called uh, Star Dynasties. And mm-hmm. it's sort of a Crusader Kings 2 meets Master of Orion. And if you check out our main site, uh, Rob did uh, a bit of a look at this and a video mm-hmm. for it as well. And which is, of course, on our YouTube channel. But if you check out our main site, we have a little article on it telling you a little bit about the game. And the video mm-hmm. is there. You can watch it directly from the site. And we got some links on where you can find out more about the game. So we'll be following Star Dynasty. I really like their logo. I think that looks cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And we'll be following that one a bit more here in the future and seeing what we can report about it. Absolutely. And this week, we've also had a bit of like this show. I I think I already know what I'm going to call this show, but we've have a lot of little previews here and there. So uh, this week we had like a little forward from uh, Praxis at Interstellar Space Genesis. And they're talking about they're going to be releasing patch 1.0.4, which is going to be big. And it'll probably be out either right around the time that this is... um, Posted or maybe shortly after, and th- a, a few of the things that they're addressing here. So th- the game is still in early access. Well, actually, no. Is it? Yes. No. Um, yeah. N- no, it's not. No. What am I saying? Oh, 
I take it back. The game is out. It came out of early access not too long ago, but this is the first major patch. The reason I th I said that is because you know everybody has like beta being uh, actual alpha, and then uh, release is actually a proper beta for years and years, but practice they didn't do that alpha was alpha beta was beta game is out game is out so 1.0.4 is going to address one of the major concerns that a bunch of people had which is uh, the game is too slow early on it takes too long to do stuff so they're speeding that part up faster building colony ships uh better benefits from support ships stuff that will make will speed up the early game um and what they're doing is is they're addressing the latter part of the game where the research was just, just rolling too quickly, is they're going to slow down the research a little bit in the mid and late game, which makes sense. This way, it's not like you built a ship and, you know, five, two later, you have to retrofit God knows what because you already have the next stack. And before you even done the next stack and the next stack, you know? So they're slowing the, they're sl speeding it up early on, slowing it down later on, which makes sense. Uh, they're changing, uh, they're making the AI... Uh, more challenge on the higher difficulties, more challenging, more aggressive. The AI's, uh, the invasion mechanics are being improved for the AI, meaning that it's going to be a lot more, it's going to use a superior force, so it's not going to skimp out on invasions. It's going to improve how the AI uh, equips its ships, especially early on, so you don't get a jump on the AI because they have just, you know, some templates for some really poor ships. It, lots of balance changes, bugs. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of stuff. So unfortunately, we don't have the full layout for what's coming. But we have this. The one thing that didn't get a bullet point, but is in there. They're saying that the that Interstellar Space Genesis is gonna have two DLC and two expansions, and that's interesting. So you know they're committing to supporting the game. And considering that these are the guys that ran Space Sector, they completely understand how important it is to support the game and how important it is to maintain good relations with the community. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do. But, you know, Rob and Oliver and the review and, and you know, they're very, both very positive. I know a lot of people on our forums that are very positive. Myself, it's just <sighs> my playtime is so limited that I have to focus on the stuff that I'm working on. So I can't even play anything really that's fun or anything that I want to try out, which is sad for me, but it is what it is. So yeah, there is that, but I'll talk about that a little bit more at the end of the show. All right, cool. So uh, a bit of a little interesting update for Galsiv 3s. We reported previously uh, patch 3.8 is coming. Mm -hmm. And in that patch, uh, they're adding something called the Galactic Ascension status. So this is essentially another way to win, and it does require a lot of tech research. So Derek Paxton, uh, who works for Galsiv, posted kind of his start to a playthrough. You know, the the developers at Stardock will do this quite often. They'll just kind of, I don't know, do little blog posts about playthroughs for games and brad wardell has done several and here's one by Derek paxton and uh he's kind of going through it and talking about what he what he did and how he set up his game with like tons i think it was uh 21 factions total counting his he divided them all up into seven teams of three and started things out and then you know he wanted to pursue the ascension victory 
But as he played, the game started throwing him curveballs, and so he had to abandon that strategy because other more lucrative opportunities showed up. And so that shows just how interesting and dynamic Galsiv 3 has become since launch that you can go in with one plan, but the game is going to throw a lot of obstacles at you, and not only obstacles, but also opportunities that may change your entire game plan. And so you have to switch your strategy midway through. And so that's a that's a really good example of how the game has grown since it launched. Like, I played it a good bit at launch, and then a little bit when, um, I think, Crusade came out. And I haven't really touched it much since then. But, like, I, I can verify that it's changed a lot since launch, and it's a much better game now than it used to be. So I'm very happy for them. Uh, also, this past weekend, by the time you hear this, uh, Stardock did a, a free weekend for Galsiv 3. You can try it for free, and it may still be on sale uh, when you hear this, so check that out. I'm not sure if it will be. It just says limited time. So Yeah, uh, I think it's uh, probably until Tuesday. Let me look at the date. Well, it's it hard is... to tell from this post yeah. anyway. Yeah. But anyway, it might still be on sale. So check it out for yourself and see if this might not be a good time for you to pick up Galsiv 3. Absolutely. In a return to form, we have a completely confusing dev diary from Stellaris. We haven't heard anything from them for a while, but that's what kind of this dev diary is. It's addressing that, saying, hey, by the way, we've been gone for a while. Everybody's on summer vacation. You know how it is in the EU. And if you don't, we get long vacations. Yay. You know, we don't have them over here in the U.S., but at least somebody gets them, right? Yeah, for sure. So um, they're talking about it's, – it's funny because one of the things that they're doing, they did in this uh, dev diary, dev journal, is uh, very similar to what you just spoke about with Brad Wardell and Derek Paxton and Gal Siv, where they tried a couple of different gameplay mechanics and tweaking it and seeing how it works out. You know, and what what changes makes it's different. Granted, the games are different enough to where, you know, whatever tactics you're using, whatever strategy you're using is not going to work in every Forex the same way. But they tried. So I'll give you an example. So one of the things they're trying to do is they're trying to figure out what how they can further tweak the industrial districts because the way production of alloys and consumer goods, it's like they, they did revision after revision and they kind of have this new system in place with the internal economy and external economy. And, and I've, I've played it and um, it feels like they're on the right track to get it done, but it still feels a little bit spreadsheety. So they're kind of trying to figure it out. Another thing they did is with city districts and building slots. Another thing that they're on the right track, like what they had before, people just got used to it. And when they changed it, a lot of people were unhappy with it. Now that they've been playing with it, they're like, eh, it's not so bad. It's it's maybe not quite as much micromanagement as before, but it's a different kind of micromanagement. So then they, they also checked out city district jobs from the buildings, and they're kind of trying different things to see how it works, how it all gels together. And this is important because this is one of the things that we're always hoping from the developers is that it's one thing when you make a game and you have a QA team and you have beta testers and you have your in-house testers and you have your close community testing the game and then you release it to the general public and they play and everything like that. But it's another thing where the people that make the game play it and they see these mechanics at work. So they're not just seeing the comments on Steam or 
you know, on Google uh, Galaxy or Twitter or Discord or, you know, their private forums or wherever, they're actually feeling it themselves and they see how it works and how it doesn't work. So the things that they tried didn't work out the way they were thinking it, whatever that means. So the changes they were trying to make, not what they thought would happen. So, okay, that doesn't work. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to implement it, but we did learn some things. So be prepared for what we learned to be implemented in the future. And then the next thing is, by the way, we'll be back to a regular dev diary schedule um, in a couple of weeks, and we're going to address this, but from the, you know, from a different angle. And that's like, okay, very cool. So it's so earlier today I was talking to Joshua, and he's like, hey, I didn't hear anything for a long time from Stellaris, you know, what gives? I'm like, oh, no, they have a new thing. He read it, gets back to me, great. It's one of those dev journals where they tell you all the things that didn't work, have a nice day. And I'm like, well, hey, at least somebody's trying something, right? So he's like, I suppose. So I'm looking forward to seeing the other side of this dev diary, you know, what they learned, how they're going to implement it. And I want, I'm very curious to see what the next set of content is going to be. So my guess is it's a story pack and a species pack. Yeah, that and, would be uh, an easy one to do. Well, I mean, that's how they've been doing it so far. Yeah, that makes sense. So I'm curious to see. I If that's what they're doing, I would really, really, really want to make some really alien alien. Maybe something that's like an energy being or something like that. That would be cool. Or gas or something that's uh, some life form that's not carbon-based at all. Yeah. You know, but also not because the last several balance passes and DLC like really really benefited the you know the the robot people uh, right the robot people yeah sure i'm trying to think of a nice way of putting it but yeah there we go all right well let's move on to just it's kind of a a preview of an update for pax nova and we've got some videos on that on our youtube channel as well so anyway they're kind of giving people a heads up that their next update is going to be coming soon and it's going to have a big overhaul uh, for the visuals, especially for planets and biomes, and uh, a lot of other mechanical changes to the game. But it's going to make it so that old saves won't work. So what they're going to do is they're going to put up two different builds, two different branches, I should say. And if you want to finish your current game, you can put your game on the older branch and have it stay there. And you won't get any future updates. And then when you're ready to update, they give you some instructions on how to enable updates to automatically come for PAX Nova in the future. So that's kind of nice of them to kind of give people, all right, in a couple of weeks, we're going to drop a big patch and all your old games aren't going to work. So be ready for that. Go ahead and get them done. Or if you don't want to get them done, get on this branch and you'll be able to keep your current version of the game until you're ready to move on to the next. So uh, that's it from them this week. Uh, not too much in the way of, of real content, just a, like I said, a heads up. So if you're hearing the Wex and you play Pax Nova, you you have a little bit of time before it's going to update the, the next version. Yeah, again, I'm telling you, I bet you it all has to do with GamesCon. Everybody's focused yeah, right you're now probably on right. Yeah. So they're just giving up little bits of info here and there because they're going to be debuting debuting all kinds of stuff next week or in case of when you hear the show this week so i have like i said i have a feeling our next show is going to be action-packed and uh, continuing on that but moving away from 4x we have an update 
for Battlestar Galactica Deadlock. And in case you didn't know, this is, we've spoken about it before, this is a fantastic turn-based space tactics strategy game that's ba- that's um, set in the Battlestar Galactica uh, universe, only it is before, this is set before the series that was uh, shown, I think it was 20, when was it shown? Wow. It's been a while, huh? Since they showed Battlestar Galactica on uh, sci-fi. Oh, jeez, um, man. Yeah. How long has it been? 2012, been maybe? 10 years? Yeah, it's, years? it has been a while. Maybe not 10 years. Well, yeah. Yeah, maybe it has been because I think wow. that show came on before I got married. I've been married for quite a while now. so Yeah, so it's been a while. Wow, but it anyways. doesn't seem like it's been. Man, I'm getting old, Nate. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I don't want to talk about that part. <laughs> Let's focus on this part. So, anyway, so this is a this is an interesting it's an interesting game because the mechanics are fantastic. So it's like a hybrid between turn-based tactics. It's more like a, a we go system where you assign orders to your fleets, your opponent assign orders to their fleets, and then when you end your turn and their turn is ended all the ships move a certain distance and they do certain actions and you constantly are tweaking it so it's it's like this hybrid and i really like it it's it is a fantastic battle system the sound effects are great the combat is great the story is good so basically what this is is they're talking about the new dlc which is called resurrection they've been talking about it and this is this is one of those things that i i don't know if i like or don't like but essentially games as a service is there or it's here and they're not calling things like you know they're they're referring to things as season season one season two so like a a couple of dlc per season i don't know i'm i don't like it because personally to me it makes me think of stuff like uh you know the Fortnite and PUBG and the rest of those games you know it's like a continuation of those where it's every season you have like a new theme i don't know if i like it but that aside i like this dlc and in this announcement they're talking about uh two new ships they're talking about a cylon vespid bomber squadron and it is in my head the way the combat is in the Battlestar games is how it should be in endless space 2 you should assign your orders and then get to see the animation of it where in Battlestar galactica you are actually deadlock you're actually you know you assign orders, little ship movement, next orders, little ship movement. But in Endless Space 2, you assign and then you just watch, you know, as it plays out. But uh, if if uh, Endless Space 2 had the combat from Battlestar Galactica Deadlock, I think to me that would be like the optimal space game. So in case you wanted like less management and more just really, really awesome space combat, definitely check it out. It is it is fantastic. And I I don't know what else to tell you about that. That doesn't sound like I'm fanboying out. Yeah, I kind (laughs) of am. Okay, now I'm going to talk about something very strange. Okay, so prepare yourself. It's not a rant. It's just strange. So you remember the Total War Sagas games, right? Yeah, sure. Like Britannia, which Mm -hmm. is um, the Viking invasion of the British Isles. Right. And the way the Creative Assembly played it up. Oh, everybody was so excited, so excited. And Britannia was just a big fart in, an, in a wind. <laughs> it Wet flopped. fart. It flopped. It flopped. You, whoever bought it needed to wash their hands, change their underwear, shower, rinse out their mouth. It's, it, it was not good. 
it, it had a couple interesting mechanics, but for the most part, it was just awful. And recently, uh, Creative Assembly announced that they're going to be joining with NetEase to release their games officially in China. So that's interesting. And then there was all kinds of talk on uh, YouTube. So a couple of, not one, but several YouTubers I follow were talking about the potential next Sagas episode or release, which is going to be Troy and probably handle the Trojan War and all that stuff that was happening back then. So it was interesting. The The reception that the video was getting itself was good, but what was being said in the video and the comments were not good, which was okay. And then this strange thing happened. So if we think about it, Total War essentially has already had a couple of titles come out that were like saga titles. So, for example, the original one was for um, Fall of the Samurai, which is one of the scenarios for Total War Shogun 2. And that was an amazing game. And Fall of the Samurai is like a phenomenal scenario. A lot of people are just like... They bought the game just for that. So apparently Creative Assembly is going to possibly update it slightly and re-release it as a Total War Saga game. Now, if you own Total War Shogun 2 and you have the... I think Fall of the Samurai was a separate DLC. Not a, It might have even been a standalone. I don't remember. It's been a while. But I have it. I couldn't play it because my system was just like... <laughs> just die like my i tried down to like two frames per second it was awful so um anyways they're gonna release the the really good scenario as a standalone total war saga if you already own it you're going to get it if you don't here's your chance to rebuy it which is strange because whenever they sell total war shogun 2 you can pick it up for cheap and probably pick up sagas for cheap too for like like 10 bucks, 5 bucks, 7 bucks, you know? Why would you pay? And I know they're going to charge for this probably 20 to $30. So the we who own it will get a copy as a separate game. Those who don't can buy it. But it feels almost like they're trying to wash away the stink of Britannia and replace it with, oh, look at this amazing game we have in preparation for whatever else they're going to bring, which might be good or might be more stink. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of weird, isn't it? Well, they got to make money, so um, that's that's uh, business for you. All right, well, let's uh, you know, uh, let's just move on to King's Bounty then, which is our what is game this week, right? And right. uh, King's Bounty 2 has been announced and it's going to be coming soon. And what King's Bounty 2 is all about is uh, a tactical, uh, a fantasy tactical combat game but it's going to be adding a lot of rpg elements to it because what doesn't anymore right so uh, in fact i think i have this theory that what everybody really wants is just a, a rpg game they just want different aspects emphasized so like 4x what people really want is a rpg with like a lot of empire management and combat or when it comes to first-person shooters, what they want is an RPG that's mainly focused on combat, you know. So, anyhow, King's Bounty 2 is going to be a tactical, a fantasy tactical combat game with role-playing game elements. And you're going to uh, get to explore the world. It's going to have uh, a lot of different tournaments for you to take part in. 
squads will be made up of unique characters and i guess some of the unique characters are going to be some crazy uh horsemen who think it's a good idea to joust with no helmet on because i'm looking at their screenshots for jousting and none of the combatants are wearing helmets which is nuts they should definitely do that anyway um you're gonna take on uh the persona of one of these three heroes in the game and you're gonna embark on quests but it's not gonna be um like a story you have to play through it's an open world type game so you'll make your way through it trying to build up your reputation as a hero with your squad and uh all this time gaining fame and fortune for yourself in the realms of a world called antara so it'll be interesting to see i haven't tried too many uh squad tactics games like uh XCOM 2 or anything like that like the way you describe it being so difficult has kind of scared me off but King's Bounty 2 looks good I'm looking at the screenshots I'm looking at the Hot. game description it looks good to me um like for instance like terrain's gonna matter like in the original one I think everything took place in like an arena so it was flat ground so in this there's gonna be three-dimensional landscape with cover and things like that so it's gonna have a lot more depth of play than the first one and so i i don't know i think i find it kind of interesting i also like the art i really like the art and the architecture in this it looks good to me absolutely yeah absolutely it's got that medieval feel and look to it but you know it's it makes me think a little bit of battle brothers um, you know what i mean because Battle Brothers well, is kind of like that. Well, it looks way better than Battle Brothers. Well, like, that's, you know, I, I have a feeling it's a much higher level production yeah. than Battle Brothers. But the way, the way it's shown, it looks like Battle Brothers, you know, potentially uh, higher production Battle Brothers. Battle Brothers is a fantastic squad combat. You're basically a mercenary company and you have cover, you have terrain, you have everything like that. That has an impact. So I, I'm very curious about this one. I've, as uh, our listeners, I, I guess they can probably surmise this. I'm a big fan of squad tactics, so I'm keeping an eye on this. And I have a feeling that if it hasn't been wishlisted, it will be shortly after the show is recorded. But uh, I think that's it for all the main news. So let me ask you a question. Now that you you've had a slightly easier week, what'd you play this week? Uh, well. I played, I tried a game called Clans to Kingdoms, uh, kind of trying to preview it for like one of our what is, uh, you know, sections of our podcast. And it was awful. Like I couldn't, I couldn't hardly play it at all. I suspect it's an asset flip. Um, it looks like maybe it was set up for mobile and rather than doing anything to, make it compatible with pc they just ported it over so like the the controls for it were just awful um i it just getting the mouse to go where you wanted it was a challenge i i played it for literally as long as i could stand i tried to give it a choice i was building some buildings i was building units i had scouts going out around the world i built some slingers to do combat and like whenever combat happened no matter what no matter how many units I had, no matter how many units the enemy had, it always ended in a draw. And so, like, I just I just suspect that it's not a very serious attempt at a game. I would encourage everyone to stay away from it. 
it is it is not worth your time. I wasted my time. And so as a result, I didn't have much time to play anything else. I played like 13 battles in World of Tanks Blitz, and that was it this past week. I was pretty busy. What about you? Hold on, hold on. So what you're trying to tell me is is that this week's new segment is what game should you avoid at all possible costs? <laughs> yeah, is that, that something one, we're adding now? Yeah, clans, the kingdoms. It, like it's, I, it I good. immediately returned it and uh, reported it to Steam. I don't know if it'll if they'll do anything about it, but yeah, like it, I it couldn't, I couldn't awful. hardly control the mouse. Like combat produced no result ever. Mm. And, um, like, even the fog of war wasn't lifting properly when my scouts were going around. Like, oh sometimes boy. it would disappear. Sometimes it wasn't. It wouldn't. So, like, my scouts would kind of wander off the visible map. I have no idea where they were or how to get them back or anything like that. So, well. like, it just, <laughs> it it was, it, it's not in a playable form now. And I sincerely doubt it ever will be. So I would encourage folks to stay away from that one. All right. Well, in in um, in other news, I myself this week have not had too many opportunities to play any video games. Uh, most of most of my free time that I had this week that I spent playing was remember I was telling you about this thing I was doing with my kids. Oh yeah, where I bought the Lego sets. So I've been doing that. That's been a lot of fun. I, they're having fun. I'm having fun. My wife on a few occasions when she looks in on us. She's like, oh, that looks like fun. You want to join us? She's like, uh, no. <laughs> you know, but at least, you know, it's fun. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, your wife's more of an intellectual, so I don't see her getting into that. No, no, she's, we do board games. We do board game nights and stuff like that. But, like, well, things of this nature, she's good. not. She's like, yeah, you guys are doing good. You Just pretend I'm there. I'm a silent observer. That's how she puts <laughs> it. Which is fine. Yeah, it's fine. But anyways, um. What I will do is I will get a chance to play this weekend. I have uh, a block of time that unless something happens that I'm called away, I might actually get a chance to sit down and play. So this weekend, I'm going to put in some time with Age of Wonders Planetfall. Uh, I really want to check out the balance patch for ES2, so I'll do that as well. And um, I'm hoping to, like, since we released our review of Thea 2 um, and nothing has come out since then when we're recording the Audible extension for it. Unless something comes out, I, I don't have to put more time into Thea 2, so I'm, I think I'm good for that. So I'm going to mess around with Fantasy General 2, which I'm very excited to play. And I'm going to play a couple of games that I'm NDA'd on. So that's a whole lot of games in a couple of hours, but I'm at least going to try. You know, I'm, I'm trying to not be too ambitious. Am I being too ambitious? No, not at all. Oh, Thank, okay. Once we get it done with this podcast, I'll probably jump on some Blitz and play that. So. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we close this one up? Uh, yeah, this uh, past week, um, Rob and Oliver worked on a piece that Oliver put up that is called Mechanical Wonders. And this is, uh, a, his article is the leader bidding in Starbase Orion. He's talking about, so what they're going to be doing is, and I, they've been talking about this I know Oliver has been wanting to do this for a while, and I know Rob was also talking about it. So this is Oliver's piece, and I know Rob is working on another one, too. I'm not going to spoil what it is, but I'm very excited for that one. I think even more excited for that one than this one, just because I know what it's about. 
but um, it's on the website. We'll have a link for it. Check it out. It's a good piece. It's a mechanics piece. Oliver is all about the mechanics, so that's always good. And then um, stay tuned for some more videos. I think Rob is going to be putting up some more videos in the coming weeks, so keep an eye out on our YouTube channel. And uh, that's it. Just the, the usual, a huge thank you to our patrons, to our listeners. Uh, I, I want to add one little thing. There's There's been a comment, a request, or a question about commenting on our articles and like, do I really have to register? Well, here's the thing. In the past, I don't think it was working correctly. So when Rob rejoined and started doing stuff with the website, it started working correctly the way it was meant to work from the beginning. So what we have in place now, it's going to stay because I've noticed in the last couple of months an uptick in spam and an uptick in troll posts and just... It's one of those things where it's like, if you don't like the article and you think we're horrible, I don't need you to make a six-paragraph diatribe telling me in great detail why we're horrible. If you really want to do that, jump on our Steam forums and do it there. Don't do it here. I will not put it through, you know? This is why we had that in the first place. So if we or or comment in somewhere else or come to our Discord and do it there, but... You know, when you start insulting us, don't expect it to appear. You know, it's we don't appreciate it. I'm sure you, the listeners, would not appreciate it if we insulted them. Right? Yeah, there's a big difference between uh, disagreeing with crypts. our analysis, yeah, and personal insults. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the disagreement with our analysis is terrific. We encourage that because when people come back to these articles years later, they'll get multiple perspectives when they read the comments. And so we highly encourage disagreement with our analysis in the comments. What we don't care for is personal attacks because nobody right. can benefit from that. Yeah, well, you know, some people benefit. Some people think that it's fun to do stuff like that. Well, they're not really getting a benefit. They're just reinforcing negative behavior. No, yeah. Ah, not my job to... Or your job or any of our jobs to, edu uh, you know, discipline people for stuff like that. It's just, we don't want to see it. So there it is. Anyways, back to topic. Just a huge thank you. We really do appreciate comments. Even ones that are not the nicest as long as they're not insulting. You know, be critical. Tell us why. Just don't insult us. Nobody needs that. But that's it. I think that's it. What about you? No, I think that'll do it. We'd like to thank everyone for joining us this week on the Weekly Exchange. This has been Troy and Nate for Explorminate. Take care, everyone. See ya.
Thank you.